0: There we go.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Data Mastery, the marketing for modern growth podcast. We are so glad you're here today. This is going to be a really, really great uh, episode for you. I think you're going to love it. I'm Jay White, your host. Along with me is Jason Reno, my partner in crime. Say hello, Jason. Hey, Jason. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. It's getting late in the day, folks. So we're all big. Yeah. Fun I've been That's, on Zoom uh, calls
0: since like 8.30 for like yeah, six hours Yeah, we've been on calls here.
1: all day long, literally yeah, back yeah. to back. I've seen Jason's face more than I've seen my wife's face today. So, uh, But anyway, hey, this is really going to be cool. But first thing I wanted to just remind you, please like, subscribe, hit the bell, bookmark, whatever it is that you can do to make sure you have access to this uh, podcast Whenever you want it, because we've got a lot of stuff already in the pipeline and we've got a lot of stuff to come, including today. And uh, we just want to make sure that you're there front and center for all of it. So make sure you do what you have to do to get uh, data mastery right front and center with you. And uh, we're going to be providing top quality grade A content to you every week. So today... Something kind of interesting happened uh, in the last couple of weeks and you may have been a part of it. If you didn't, you probably heard about it if you're in the marketing landscape guy by the name of, um, Oh, what's his name? Alex something or other. Is it Hormozy? Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think that's how you pronounce it. No, seriously. If, you, if you've been in marketing, you know who Alex is. He's, he's pretty much the top dog right now. He's got a great, Uh, approach to marketing uh, strategy, and uh, he's got a company called Acquisition.com, which is uh, going great guns. And uh, he delivers a ton of free content. Well, a couple weeks ago, uh, you may have been on it, he did a Saturday afternoon uh, live presentation, webinar. And I think maybe over half a million people tuned in, something like that. Was it that Uh, many? Yeah, it was just unbelievable. There was a whole wall of people behind him on all their Zooms like, I mean, they were, they were literally just dee, 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 stacked up. But anyway, Alex delivered this uh, a couple hours of great content, launching his new book called $100 Million Leads. Not not Offers. Offers was the first
0: one, right? Uh, yes. yes, I believe yes, so, yes. This is
1: $100 Million Leads. And he provided a ton of great content. Well, one of those things was uh, the book itself in, in audio form and whatnot. Jason was listening to this. A few days ago, and he sends me a Slack, and he's like, dude, you will not believe what Hormozy just said in his book. And so we got to talking about it like we got to do a podcast on this. So without further ado, I'm going to throw this over to Jason and let him fill you in on what Hormozy had as an integral part of the marketing puzzle uh, puzzle inside his book, $100 million leads. So Jason, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, Jay. Um, So yeah, I don't know exactly how the chapters are broken out. If you're reading the book, listening to it, I'm doing it through his podcast. So I'm listening to him as part five and six. Part five is cold outreach. Part six is uh, running paid ads. So it was in Part five: the cold outreach that he started hinting at using data, where it's you know, hey, jump on the contacts on your cell phone, call everybody, you know, your parents, friends, your friends of friends, you know, do you, is your kids on a baseball team? Like, take that warm influence, that data that you already have, and you start leveraging it there. And then he starts touching on buying data. So if you if you don't have data, you can now start purchasing data. If you're a local business who's a local plumbing business, you can start purchasing data on homeowners, people that have recently moved into their home, people that have lived in their home for a certain period of time. So that way, once you start marketing, you can really hone in on who you're marketing to right from that cold outreach, start sending out, you know, by list and email list of all the homeowners in the area and start dripping them with an email campaign Where really the only cost is the cost of the list and the cost of the email software, which is pretty nominal in the scheme of things, um, rather than before you even start getting into paid ads, which I thought was cool, where he was just like, hey, the more data you can start putting into this and leveraging. And, you know, I think, I mean, not to quote him, I mean, I don't have a photographic memory like that, dude, um, but he even says how kind of pokes at how cheap and easy it is to get data and most people don't even realize it um you know hence why yeah. we're here and yeah. then so that oh, go, no, go ahead and i was just gonna say that was the cold outreach and that was kind of the tip of the iceberg but then when he jumped in to the paid ad, so once you know his theory is you do the cold outreach you start generating a little bit of revenue and then you start reinvesting that into paid ads so that now you can scale but right off the bat he starts talking about leveraging customer list client list to plug into these platforms to start creating lookalike audiences so you can allow these the the platform algorithms whether it's facebook or youtube or wherever you're running your ads on to skip ahead and quickly find those find your ideal customer sooner so he mentions you know, taking a list of your past clients. And if that list isn't big enough, take that list. Then a list of your best potential leads that might look like your best best clients. If that list isn't enough, then go buy a few hundred more people because most platforms, I think Facebook's like a thousand. um, Google and YouTube's around a thousand or 1500 are the minimum list sizes that you need Mm -hmm. to start creating lookalike audiences. And not to quote him, but he basically was saying that do whatever you have to do to get to those minimum list sizes because running ads right off the bat with lookalike audience in his, you know, I think he even throws out an exact percentage, um, performs X amount of percent better than just trying to run cold traffic. And I mean, he talks about how you can layer, which is, you know, something we preach to you layer lookalike audience where you, Facebook says, Hey, find people that look just like them but exclude people under 25 and over 65, because none of your clients are gonna be under 25. So now he talks about taking the data and layering the targeting within the certain platforms, which is you know exactly what we're trying to you know open people's eyes to on this podcast is actually using the data. I'll stop there, but then we can touch on retargeting for a second in case you have uh, anything to throw well, in there, Jay.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, to have a guy at that level, talk about the critical importance of data and using it properly in your business is phenomenal. And that, that, that's what got
0: me excited when you were telling me about it. Cause I'm like, he's talking
1: about what we do. And and, and,
0: and he's talking, he's talking about like, dude, don't even try to buy like a list of a hundred thousand or 200,000. He's like, just meet the freaking minimum and Mm -hmm. just start running ads off of that. And then what I loved about it too, and what people don't realize is, you can layer lists. Like it doesn't have to be like if your perfect list isn't there, then layer your top prospects with your with your close clients. Um, I mean, you can, and that's exactly what what we do when we're working with clients. You know, we plug in data to the tune of hundreds of thousands of you know data points coming in or customer profiles, but then we segment them out. So you can have ten or twelve. You know, you can have a hundred thousand you know, data points live streamed into your ad platforms and have them segmented out, depending on the the keyword that they search. So now you can get real finite with your messaging and everything. And that's exactly what he's talking about uh, too, is using, if there's any additional data within within those different data lists that you're utilizing, make sure to include those as well. And we talked about that on the previous podcast, but customizing. If you know the last name or the first name or the company name or the job title, or the guy's dog's name, whatever it is that you can include in your emails, your cold outreach, your ads, however you can customize those. So somebody feels like you're talking to them directly, not just part of this group that you're trying to reach. Uh, It makes a huge difference on the ads. And that's what he touches on as well as the personalization. And that's another thing that the data allows you to do.
1: Now, there was something you mentioned uh, in the first part about in the cold outreach about him suggesting buying data. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I have done this in the past for my own outreach, for my own products and services that I've marketed in the past. For anybody who was wondering, I was a copywriter for years. I became a a product developer with AWAI and a copywriting coach. And I developed my own course on how to uh, copywriters can get more clients. And I would buy data lists to try and market to, to this group of people. Now, what I always ran into though, was, I would get bad emails i would get bad data i would get i would get people that would email me back and say yeah this person hasn't been here for six months or a year or even this person died last year and yet i had their name on a data list now how how do we get around getting old outdated stuff like that and but you know spending good money for it
0: um i mean i get i mean Data is not 100%, um, you know, bulletproof. And in terms of accuracy, I think there's just different forms and layers of data. You know, there's different, uh, I like to refer to it, the easiest way to explain it, which I think you're trying to allude to is there's different layers of intent. So Mm -hmm. there's like, low to no intent, meaning, you know, that list is, you know, somebody who has, you know, based off past credit card purchases, past, past purchase history, something along those lines. So they're like, hey, they're interested in you know, fishing products because they've, you know, spent money at the Bass Pro Shops in the last 12 months. So now there's no intent. You have no idea. They might've bought a gift for somebody, whatever the case may be. Then the next layer, which is what we like to, the pool we like to play in is the data that adds layers of intent or high intent data. So now we're talking about individuals that have just searched for a given product or service. So, you know, that they've typed in a Google, Yahoo, Bing or other uh, search engine bar or visited other relative sites like your competitors that they've just typed in information looking for your product or service. And now we deliver those ads to them. So that's an, an additional layer of intent. They don't know about your product or service. They don't know about your company, but they're in market for your product or service. And that's an additional layer of intent. Then the next layer of intent is those individuals that actually click to the page And that's um, that's where our pixel comes in, our quote unquote Mm -hmm. magic pixel, where we're able to capture 50 to 60 percent of those individuals that show that additional layer of intent. Now, they might not have purchased. I mean, let's just say you get 10,000 visitors to your website each month and, you know, you get a 2 percent conversion rate. I mean, shit, that's still what? Ninety eight hundred people bouncing away that did not convert. So now what if we could take a large percentage of those 9,800 individuals that have an additional layer of intent because they clicked on your ad or scanned a QR code or did something to get to your site. Now we can model those profiles, retarget them on multiple platforms, because now the client owns the data. So now you can retarget them anywhere you want, as well as... um, as well as create, you know, customer profiles and learn a lot about your clients that are actually clicking. And Hermosy touches on this too in regards to retargeting. Uh, He touches on utilizing Facebook's Pixel or Google's Pixel, which is, you know, perfectly fine. You know, that's what most companies do, frankly. Um, But then you're just limited. One, the company never owns the data. You don't get to see it, touch it. The only thing you get to do is utilize those two platforms. With our quote unquote magic pixel, the client now owns the data So now they can plug that data back into the platform that the lead came from or the click came from. So, for example, Facebook. But now we can also plug the data back into YouTube or Google or into an email drip campaign or, frankly, wherever the client wants. And the client can continue to remarket to those people for as long as they want because they now own the data. And uh, again, tying it back to what Hermosi was saying in chapter six of the podcast, uh, I believe it was with the paid ads. Is the retargeting is extremely important mm-hmm. especially if you're not um selling that quick you know hey my you know my house is on fire i need the fire department right if that <laughs> if your sales process is more than say three to five days or even longer you know and he was saying obviously the longer the sales process or your the higher of a ticket item that you have the typically longer of the sales process and the more you have to work to build that trust if you're trying to sell a Three, five, ten, twenty-five thousand dollar product or coaching program or something like that, you need to get in front of these individuals as quickly as possible with the highest frequency as possible on as many platforms as possible. Cause now if they're only seeing you on Facebook every once in a while, then it's like, oh, he must be okay. But if they're seeing you on Facebook and YouTube, and then you pop up in a display ad, and then all of a sudden you're bouncing around on TikTok and it's just like, damn, this guy's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He must know what he's doing or he must have an idea of what he's doing. Plus, once you have their attention, then it's easier to get their attention on the different ad platforms as well.
1: Now, what I like about what you just said there is um, is the fact that you're getting data that is timely. People that are looking for something right now in the last 24 to 48 hours in in the respect of the in-market list. You know, the the, the list that I was buying for for my own outreaches who knows how old those things were, you know, they could have been six months or 12 months or eight, even two years old. So, uh, so. With well, that's, that what happens, that's what happens
0: in most cases.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I hear that a lot. I hear that from other people too. It's like, man, this, this, this data is outdated and it's worthless. But with that accelerator, that all goes away because you're getting people that have searched for something specific, uh, in the last 24 to 48 hours. Correct.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, give or take, I mean, Yes, they visited websites, they've created their, they've done the searches. And then the second layer in the list is people that have already bounced off their website. So, I mean, you you start running the numbers and it's, you know, it's, it's easy just to kind of dismiss like, oh, yeah, you know, we get 50,000 visitors and that's 25,000 a month. That doesn't, you know, that sounds okay. But guess what? If this pixel is installed for 12 months and now 25,000 times 12 is what, 300,000? My math's not incorrect uh, right there. So yeah. now... Now, all of a sudden, you're sitting on a list of 300,000 people um, that you can now have that you have their warm attention. Or if you continue to remarket that list, put them in an email drip campaign where you can keep their attention. Now, when you have sales, now, when you're trying to launch a new product, now, when you're trying to blow out an old product or whatever it is, you have that attention. And I remember seeing it was uh, who's the guy. The guy that dresses in all red, the marketing guy, Rudy Maurer, I believe his name is, but I'm, he, he talked about upfront how easy it is for him to sell a product or launch a product because it's kind of like, you know, he, he has his followers, but he also meant he was mentioning this large email list of like 500,000 and he knows that he can send out with one click. He can drip out a half a million people and get about 20 to 30% of them to reply and get another one or 2% of them to convert. So he's like, you know, you just plug in the math there. What product do I wanna sell these 500,000 people? You know, I'm selling a hundred, you know, a hundred dollar product and I can get 5,000 conversions. He's like, now I can just, you know, yes. find different cool products, plugging into the list that I already trust, that already trust me and I have their attention. And it's, pretty again, it's, money. it's the power of data. Yeah, you just, it, it sounds stupid, but you're just cutting in front of your competition consistently. Yeah. You know, you're just Hey, your competition's over there. Like, Hey, where am I going to find my next client? And we're over here. Like we got a shit ton of your next clients. Let's go start serving (laughs) them some ads.
1: (laughs) All right, man. Well, anything else you want to add before we wrap up today?
0: Uh, No, I think that's it. Yeah. I think we, uh, we touched on some good points here. And again, hopefully we're just continuing to open some eyes to people and on exactly what they can do with data. There's so many possibilities. Whether or not, you know, our business is the right fit for them or not, whether they're local, whether they're national, regardless, if you're marketing, if you're in business, if you're lead generating, figure out a way, figure out a good data source, find a good data source and leverage the shit out of it. Don't be happy with just plugging your data into one place. I mean, if you're running a business, there should be at least a half a dozen ways that you can plug data into if you really uh, get creative and, um, and open up your mind to it.
1: So there you have it, folks. I mean, it's not just us preaching the value of data. It's one of the top names in marketing literally right now who is telling you the same thing. Get good data and leverage it uh, to the nth degree and you will find success. So I appreciate your time today, uh, Jason. Thanks for sharing that with us. If you if you want to check out Alex's stuff and this is just a free plug because he's given so much to us as far as free value and great value. Um, uh, Google his name, $100 million uh, leads, and you'll find a place where you can download that book and read it for yourself. So yeah, we'll,
0: we'll be sure to drop. I'll drop a link uh, when we post this to uh, to acquisition.com and stuff where you can get all this free stuff and download his book and a, a link to the podcast that I was referring to. If you guys aren't listening to Hermosi and his podcast and his, uh, I mean, everything he says isn't gold. I mean, the guy's not perfect, although he's really, really smart. But, I mean, you can listen to a 30-minute podcast and get at least two or three good ideas to head into the office with and, um, you know, start making improvements on your own business.
1: Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag him on Twitter when we post this. So he's going to le- listen to that last part, and he's going to come after you, man. By the way, Alex, it wasn't me that said it. He was the one that said everything wasn't over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm no, saying there's really. a lot of gold nuggets. You just got to pick out the ones that relate to you and your business, but we definitely should tag them on Twitter. obviously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We are. That's one way to get in front of uh, your, your top level clients is to piss them off. So there anyway, <laughs> all right. I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks so much. And thank you for all for joining us today. Uh, Tune in next week. We'll have another brand new uh, podcast for you. We're already working on it. We think you're really going to like it. It's going to answer one of the biggest objections we get when we get people on a call telling them about data mastery. So until next time, I'm Jay White. This is Jason Reno. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care,
0: everyone.